On this episode of Location Cubed, we're going to unpack the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, and Howard's going to talk to us about the two places he's recently been that are hotter than hell. But first, if you like what you hear, please invite the like and share buttons over for an authentic Italian meal and instead serve them ketchup and egg noodles. Now, Howard, (laughs) recover. (laughs) Ketchup and egg noodles. Ketchup and egg noodles. So you've been to two places recently that are, I'm going to lead in, hotter than hell. Okay. Where have you been? So the first trip to somewhere hotter than hell, or should we say more humid than hell, was Houston. Um, Went there to go visit some clients and other folks, um, but did have an opportunity to check out our new office. Oh, yeah, we just we built out a new space. We just built yeah. out a new it, space. I haven't been there. How does it look? A lot like the Dallas office, which okay. was the intent, but yeah. it's really, really nice. We've got three floors. We're over at Post Oak Park, which is right by the Galleria. Um, lots of you know clean and open and white like our existing office um, here in Dallas and like what we're going to have in other locations. Um, but it was you know, really nice to, to see a new office and everybody there is really excited about it and happy about it. Love the building. Love the location. Um, all good. But you've done something else, which I still have a hard time believing you did, um, just because it sounds like it was painful. What what, what did you do? What else did you do so, that was hotter than hell? So I did do the hotter than hell, hotter than by, hell. Okay. by Growly. So for the and you did this on time, purpose. This wasn't court. This, this wasn't court ordered punishment. No, what I okay. No, not court ordered punishment. <laughs> and so um, it's the twelfth time I've done the hotter than hell ride or the 11th time, something like that. Um, Go up there with my friends up in Wichita Falls weekend before uh, Labor Day weekend. So it was um, earlier. And so this year, because it was a tough training year, I did a 50 mile ride uh, with some buddies and we had a great time. Um, One thing that I thought was very interesting about it, because we've talked about this on past shows, is supply chain, things like that. Every year they have an expo. And so I always bring my checkbook or my credit card and make sure I stock up on bike supplies and things like that. Very disappointing this year. A lot of the vendors had much smaller spaces than they normally did, um, have much less inventory. And we kept talking about it and we feel that probably the issue is inventory, that they're struggling to get the products into the shop that they would be able to pack up, take up to Wichita Falls and sell. And so it felt like it was a little bit of... um, Bargain basement shopping as opposed to trying to get really good deals on, on good stuff. So so are you as surprised as I am that Congress was actually able to get the Inflation Reduction Act, which we're just going to call the IRA, mm-hmm. not not individual retirement account. It's, it's, it is the Inflation Reduction Act. Are you surprised that I am that they were able to get that passed before the midterms? Well, I'm always surprised when Congress gets anything passed. We'll, we'll start with that. But I think it was the, the real surprise around that was more from the standpoint of it was all given up for dead, what, a week, if even, beforehand. And then all of a sudden it was resurrected and, and passed, probably in much more of a limited form than what people were hoping for, um, what people were expecting, but still something got done. And so, you know, that's about, it's 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 a tax thing, obviously. Yeah. So something more on your line, but what's well? What's your I, take? I think what was interesting is not what was in the act, but what wasn't in the act. Okay. The things that weren't in the act were what senators, cinema, and Manchin said they would not pass through reconciliation, and that, that those were sense. those were tax increases. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it becomes a spending with a, a revenue offset plan as opposed to a tax related bill. Okay, there are tax incentives in the bill and in the law. But it's more interesting, as I said, what's not in there. So there's been no change in the SALT cap presently for individual taxpayers. State and local income tax deduction is limited to? Um, $10,000. Non-tax guy, good answer. Okay. Uh, And 
uh, carried interest. You know, we talked. Right, we no we had quite a, quite a few calls that you and I were on, and what did they want to talk about? Was what are the changes going to be to the carried interest right, regime? Right. And no change to, to carried interest. Still three year holding period in order to get cap gain treatment on carried interest. Bill originally asked for five percent, and that's what moved Senator Cinema over to. You mean five years? Excuse me. Five. What did I say? Yeah, 5%. Five percent. Five five years. Excuse me. Um, originally five years was in the bill. And what was able to get her over into the wind column was keeping that at three years, so no changes to carried interest. And they didn't do anything with the 1031 loophole? No, nothing with 1031s, which I I know that you're you're funny. (laughs) Howard's a funny guy. Likes to try to poke me a little bit. It's it's the one thing that gets you. But if you remember, as as we looked at evolutions of of different acts, whether it be proposals in Congress, uh, any conversation out of the House Ways and Means Committee, anything out of the White House, was to close the 1031 loophole. Nothing in 1031 has been affected, so that's been preserved as it is. The thing that I want to, that I'm interested in, that I think a lot of people are interested in, is it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, but it's a spending bill. So how does that work? Well, it's it's a spending bill, but because it was passed through reconciliation, there has to be a revenue offset mechanism in the bill. So the spend provisions are largely incentives for uh, in the form of tax credits, many of them that are environmentally conscious in nature. This is great for the environment. Right. So um, credits for electric vehicles, Mm -hmm. credits for installing solar type of property, wind, energy, geothermal type of property, um, both on the commercial and on the residential side. And it's a lot to unpack all of that just in the couple of minutes that we have. But I know Weaver will have a white paper out on that in in the very near future. However, so we, we have spend provisions. But there are revenue offset provisions, and the revenue provisions largely come in two ways. One is the reimposed minimum tax on corporations. So there's a 15, 15%? 15% on corporations with more than a billion dollars in profits. Now, I, I say reimposed because there was a corporate minimum tax prior to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. The, the old boss is the new boss again. So there's we've just reinstated a tax in a slightly different format that will apply to fewer corporations. Okay, so, so that's one revenue mechanism. The other one is on IRS enforcement action. So the IRS's budget was was beefed up by $80 billion. Um, that does not all go to towards enforcement action. A good portion of it goes to help the IRS modernize their systems. Right. You tried to call the IRS lately? Don't want to call the don't, IRS. Don't try because okay. you'll sit on hold for five or six hours. Practitioners who have a priority line that we can call as well as other resources we can use to help clients resolve issues, we still have a three or four hour wait process sometimes just to speak with somebody live and resolve those issues. Case agents who are working on audits are also overburdened, so they're working on multiple cases at the same time. The dollars help the service modernize many of its systems to streamline those processes, which is, is really not a bad thing. I mean, you, can, you could probably open up an app on your phone and look at your credit card balance right now, Correct. look at transactions, dispute a transaction. Right. You can't get online and look at your tax account, you know, your business or your personal account with the federal government. You can look at things like- I didn't like, even know I had an account with the federal the government. You can look at your refund. I shouldn't say that. You can look at your refund status, mm-hmm. okay? In some cases, you can confirm- Wait, that what's a, re- a refund? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can confirm that a return has been filed. Mm-hmm. But let's say you get a notice from the service. The direction is to respond to that with a letter, okay? Or to call somebody on the phone to resolve it. There's not an automated system to do that. Um, not saying that that may be the case under under the new systems that they'll put in place, but certainly they're going to modernize their their programming and their systems, and that's what a good chunk of the money goes towards as well. So, how many people are they supposed to hire? 
I, I don't recall the exact number. It's in the thousands. Right. It's in the tens of thousands. And, and but so are those all? But are those all agents? No, I mean, you're talking about a lot of customer service systems, yeah. folks, people, support personnel. I'm just going to go back to our previous you know, it's, it's conversations not, about people. Where are they going to get these people well, from? And, and that's just it. And, the, and when you talk about the service hiring, uh, you know, 80,000 new agents, it sounds good on a, on a talk show. Yeah. But in practice, that may be 80,000 employees. Not all those employees are going to are involved in enforcement action. So I think we've got to be a little bit more controlled in our response and some of the hysteria around that. And to your point, where are they going to get those people from? Okay, accounting firms have have challenges at every level hiring accountants. Every we're, firm we're, has challenges. At that's every what level. I mean. We're graduating yeah. fewer accountants yeah. as a as a profession, right? So there's a smaller pool to choose from, and then there are retirements that that have to be dealt with every year. So where are they going to come from? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know that I have the answer to that one. I'm not sure anyone has the answer. So maybe that's a subject for another podcast. <laughs> And that's about all the time we have on our program today. You've been listening to Location Cubed. As a reminder, if you like what you hear, please invite the like and share buttons over to your house for an authentic Italian meal and instead serve them ketchup and egg noodles. You've been listening to Location Cubed.